Hello and welcome back. This is Susan Lopresti and you are listening to the Susan Lopresti Wellness Mind, Body and Soul podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am so grateful to all of you who are here for the first time and also for those who are coming back for the second or third time. I'm going to assume that if that's you, you like what you've heard so far. And if that's so, please subscribe to the podcast and share it out with your friends and your family who you think may enjoy it as well. So I am so excited to have this platform to share my ideas and my health practices with you. And my hope for you who are listening is that I can motivate and inspire you to take up some sort of self-care practice for, uh, guess who? For yourself. I want you to start taking up some time for yourself, just the way you take time for everybody else who's important in your life. You need to put yourself on that list of people that need your time and attention. We come up with so many excuses as to why we don't practice any self-care on ourselves. If I was to take a poll of all the women who are listening and ask them how many times per week they do something nice for themselves that's enjoyable while also hopefully promoting good health. I would probably hear most uh, don't spend any quality of time practicing self-care. And they would probably say the reason for that is that they don't have any time. Well, let me give you, um, you know, some examples of self-care because we all should make time for ourselves. We are, we, this is, our body is our vessel and how it takes us through this life is entirely up to us. So self-care can be as simple as you saying, I cooked healthy meals all this week for myself. Do you see how easy that can be just to make sure that you're making healthy meals? Here's another one. I am now sleeping in a routine where I go to sleep every night at the same time and I wake up every morning at the same time. Did you know that that's a great self-care tool? (coughs) Excuse me. That you can use every single day that will be so beneficial to you? And why is that? Well, sleep is so important. And being on a schedule actually trains our body to know when it is time to sleep and when it's time to wake up. And you will have more energy and alertness throughout the day just by establishing a very simple evening routine. You go to bed at a certain time and you wake up at a certain time. Hopefully, you're allowing your body to rest 
for seven to eight hours. So there are several activities that you could do before bedtime to prepare your body even further for a good night's sleep. And this is where Ayurveda comes in again. And we've been talking about Ayurveda tools. So, you know, in upcoming episodes, I will talk in depth about sleep and the importance of it and how it's an anti-aging tool and how it's also a tool that allows us to detoxify and how it's also a tool to help us maintain healthy weight. So sleep is a very, very, very important component um, to your well-being. And it's something that is practiced in Ayurveda. But just know that it's a self-care ritual that you can do for yourself every single night. So let's get started on today's talk because last time we left off with some Ayurveda rituals that have been around for thousands of years that are tried and true and known to have wonderful benefits for our body. So continuing on that thread, let's talk about another great ritual that you could add to your self-care toolbox and that is an Epsom salt bath. Now, Epsom salt baths can be therapeutic and very cleansing. There is nothing wrong with enjoying the act of bathing. You can grab a book, you could light some candles, you could pour yourself a glass of wine, you could put on some slow, relaxing music. I prefer myself to put some uh, essential oils along with my Epsom salt, uh, preferably a lavender. I don't burn candles, but I may also diffuse some lavender in a diffuser. And you may have heard of Epsom salt. So this is the ritual, you know, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And I'm just explaining what I do. But, you know, most of us have heard of Epsom salt, but do you know the benefits of taking an Epsom salt bath? So I want to get into that right now with you. And the first thing I'm going to tell you, I'll give them to you by number. Number one, it restores your magnesium levels. So by far, the most useful reason to take an Epsom salt bath is to help restore your magnesium. And according to studies, stress can decrease your magnesium levels. Combine that with the staggering number of people who already don't get enough of it in their diet. And so many of us are magnesium deficient. So Epsom salt baths can help that. And also it promotes relaxation, good health, and it even improves your mood. So number two, get your detox on. So what do I mean by that? Well, taking an Epsom salt bath is a great addition to your detox regimen or just as a general detox. The sulfates in Epsom salt help to draw the toxins and the heavy metals out of your body 
which can help to improve your health and also promote a general feeling of wellness. Number three, Epsom salt makes your skin softer and smoother. So exfoliating qualities in Epsom salt make it a great remedy for rough, dry skin. This is especially useful for people who have skin conditions like eczema. Much like everything else about these wonderful salts, it can promote wellness and help improve conditions. Number four, it could help you get over certain diseases. So some diseases like athlete's feet, gout, and toenail fungus have been shown to improve with the use of Epsom salt. These are uncomfortable conditions that take a lot of time to heal, especially athlete's feet and toenail fungus because you spend all day in shoes and socks. So anything to help these sorts of conditions are also a good idea. So number five, Epsom salt pain, I mean, I'm sorry, Epsom salt reduces pain caused by inflammation. So between Epsom salt and the warm water of the bath itself, you can help reduce pain caused by inflammation, whether it's a strain or a sprain, a bruise, or other minor injuries that are caused by inflammation. It can also help with general muscle soreness caused by things like exercise or extraneous uh, exertions. Maybe you did something yesterday, you reached too high to grab for something, and you feel like you pulled your back out a little bit. An Epsom salt bath is fabulous for that. Number six, it improves sulfate levels. So as we mentioned earlier, Epsom salt has sulfates. Not only do these help extract toxins from your body, but they also help promote wellness. So when absorbed through the skin, sulfates can promote good skin, uh, healthy joints, and a healthy nervous system and tissue improvements. Number seven, it can also help with constipation. So a home remedy that people have used for decades is to take a little bit of Epsom salt to help relieve stubborn bowels. Since we've established that most of the minerals in Epsom salt can be absorbed into the body, the minerals are still reaching your bloodstream. So if you're a little constipated, then taking a soak in an Epsom salt bath can help straighten that situation out for you. Epsom salts can also be taken internally, but only on the advice of a physician. So number eight is that Epsom salt can volumize your hair. So while you're in the bath, why not give your hair a dunk in the bath water? Epsom salts exfoliating properties are also working with your hair. The minerals can condition your hair and help with the removal of oils that make your hair greasy. So I don't think that it works as well as a 
you know, good conditioner. But the battle to keep your hair beautiful is an everyday battle. So why not give yourself every advantage and give it a try? Number nine, it relieves bed bugs and bee stings. So if you ever had either one, you know how painful they can be. The anti-inflammatory properties in Epsom salt also works to relieve ailments caused by bugs. So bed bug bites itch like you wouldn't believe, and bee stings can be obnoxious and so painful. The anti-inflammatory properties, as well as the exfoliating properties, can scrub that area clean and reduce the inflammation. And this can relieve pain and itching too. Number 10, it, this you could also use an Epsom salt bath as a way of a mani-pedi. So while you're soaking in your Epsom salt bath and you're relaxing, why not give your fingers and your toes a little extra love? So you could soak them, you know, in the water and you could push your cuticles back and, you know, get them all nice and smooth. You can also take a little bit of the Epsom salt, put it in the palm of your hand, make a little paste. You could rub it over your calluses if you want on your feet, if you want to start loosening up the calluses, or as you're soaking and you know your skin is softening up, if you have a puma stone or a loofah sponge, you can also use that as well. Number 11, you could improve your facial. So sometimes a fun idea is to slip into a nice hot bath and put a mask on your face so that you could clean out your pores, right? So maybe you want to use a charcoal mask that's going to draw the toxins out. Being that you're already drawing the toxins out with the Epsom salt, you could actually Again, put a little Epsom salt in the palm of your hand, put a little water, make a little paste, and put that right over the other mask that you have on. It works beautifully. So how do you use Epsom salt? Um, okay, well, when you do an Epsom salt bath, you shouldn't overdo the amount of Epsom salt. So here are some quick instructions on how much you should use in your bath, depending on your weight. So children under 60, add a half a cup of salt to a standard size bath. Individuals between 60 to 100 pounds, you can add one cup of salt to a standard size bath. Individuals between 100 and 150 pounds, you can add one and a half cups of salt to a standard size bath. And individuals between 150 and 200, you could go to two cups of salt to a standard size bath. And for every 50 pounds larger than that, you could add an additional cup of salt. So these days, with everything causing health problems, it's really nice to find simple ways that we could add to our health benefits. 
and Epsom salt is relatively inexpensive. You don't need to cook it or it's not an exercise or you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get health benefits. Simple, sim, something as simple as dumping some Epsom salts into your bath water and sitting there for 15, 20, a half hour, whatever feels great, is such a wonderful routine. And if you do it at night, it already starts the ritual of preparing your body for sleep. Now we're going to go on to two other Ayurvedic rituals that have been around for years and years that are beneficial in keeping us healthy and proactive to avoid viruses and bacteria. And that is called nasal cleansing. And you can add this Ayurvedic practice to your nightly or morning routine, either one or you could do both. So this is split into actually two practices, neti and nausea. Neti is the process of cleansing the nasal passages with salt water using a neti pot. And you may have already heard of what a neti pot is. Nausea is the practice of lubricating the, the nasal cavities with oil. The two practices truly go hand in hand because one disinfects and then the other moisturizes and prevents mucus from reforming. So why cleanse your nostrils? So you're constantly breathing in toxins from pollution in the air to the fragrances and perfumes, air fresheners, candles, just the environment around you, um, you know, allergy season, the pollen, all of that. And as a result, your nasal passages become filled with toxicity and benefit from being cleaned out from time to time. So all airborne illnesses begin in the nose. And when you clean your nostrils, you can prevent and heal allergies, colds, and flus. Ayurveda states that nasal cleansing is also important because the nose is the direct route to your brain and the doorway to your consciousness. By cleansing your nasal passages, you improve your breathing, you cure headaches, you release tension, you overcome sinus infections, colds, flus, and allergies. Now, a neti pot comes in ceramic, metals, and plastics, but avoid the plastic ones. Here's how to use one. You want to thoroughly wash your neti pot to be sure that it's clean. In a pan, you want to bring one to two cups of water to boil to disinfect the water. Allow the water to cool down to a warm temperature so that you won't burn your nostrils. And when the water is warm and comfortable, pour it into your neti pot. You want to add a quarter teaspoon of sea salt per half cup of warm water. And you stir it until it dissolves. 
Stand over a sink and place the tip of the neti pot spout into your nostril. And then you want to tilt your head. So if you're putting the neti pot in your right nostril, you're going to tilt your head to the left sideways. You don't want to lean your head forward and you don't want to lean it backwards. You just want to be sideways. And so sideways, the water should enter one nostril and flow out the other. Breathe through your mouth as you work through this. Use about half the water in each nostril. And then you repeat the process on the other side. So this process kills bacteria and other debris caused by allergies and illnesses. And you will be amazed at how quickly this practice clears up mucus. And it's not necessary to do this every day, but it is recommended to be done, especially during cold, flu, and allergy season. If you have a sinus infection, you can do this up to three times per day. And listen, I'm not going to say that it's a comfortable feeling. It's a little awkward. It's a little bit uncomfortable. So it may take some getting used to. But over time, as you get accustomed to it, you'll get, you you know, you'll feel more um, comfortable with it and it won't be as bothersome. So then the next process is nausea. And that is a practice of lubricating the nasal passages with oil. And it's best performed after neti cleansing. So the salt water from the neti pot can be dry, which stimulates your body to secrete mucus to protect the membranes. Nausea lubricates the membranes with oil so you don't have to create more mucus. It's a wonderful preventative measure to overcome a stuffy nose And it's a reason why saline solution alone is not enough. You need both salt water and oil together. Now, nausea can help to improve the quality of your voice, improve your vision. It can promote mental clarity. It can release tension headaches heal sinus congestion, and also release stress. Nausea oil is a specific type of medicated oil, typically comprised of sesame oil and medicinal herbs. And you can find nausea oil on many Ayurvedic websites, or you could use sesame oil, or you could go to my website, www.susanlopresti.com and there's a page with a drop down my favorite products and any products that I basically talk to you about on the podcast you'll be able to find right from my website so you don't have to second guess if this is the right product or not or not if you go there I'll direct you to the right product so You know, I'm not going to lie. Again, it's a weird feeling the first time that you do this. But if you continue, you will get used to it. So the way to do the oil is you want to lay on your back and tilt your head back, either with your head hanging off the bed 
or you can place a pillow in the uh, below your middle back so your head is leaning backwards and with this you're going to use a dropper and you want to release between five to ten drops of warm room temperature nausea oil to both nostrils so you're going to inhale deeply lie still for a few minutes so that the nausea oil can deeply penetrate your nasal passages the easier way to do this if this is too uncomfortable for you is that you could put a drop or two of oil on your pinky finger and insert it into your nostrils now granted you won't be able to get it as deep as you would as if you kept your head back and used the dropper but it will still lubricate the nostril inner walls and that is a great starting point so i'm going to end on that note today i want to thank you again so much for allowing me this time to spend with you I'm really honored if you're still listening towards the end. I'm so honored that you feel comfortable enough to give me your valuable time and to also take in what I'm saying and, you know, give it some thought and see what works for you. See what makes you feel comfortable. The whole premise of my podcast and the whole premise of my health coaching business is to help midlife women especially because this time of life for women in midlife can be very challenging there's all kinds of new things that are coming to the head and starting to surface and i'm all about being proactive on health i'm not about uh, curing a symptom i'm about curing the root cause of an illness or a disease not only curing but being pro proactive in preventing disease and so that's what this podcast is all about and that's what i teach in my programs um, that's what i teach in my membership so if this podcast today if this episode resonated with you and you think that there's someone out there who can benefit from it please share it out to your friends and family and i would so appreciate that and if you're enjoying this podcast please subscribe so that when a new episode drops you'll get notified so you could listen right away on that note I want to wish you the very best of everything. Thank you again. Be well, and I will see you here next time. Bye for now.